0: Hey everybody, welcome to Detox Podcast and Merry Christmas. Uh, Today is Christmas Eve and if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, I am so honored to be part of your Christmas experience this year and hopefully this episode can serve as a light in the dark, a message of solidarity. I know holidays can be hard, Uh, time with or away from family can be hard. Uh, This one is called NQTD. NQTD, or never question the decision, and some of you may be familiar with that phrase, some of you may not, but you will be, and uh, yeah, before we begin, I just want to extend an invite for you to rate me on iTunes if you listen to me on Apple Podcasts, uh, good ratings, help other people find my podcast. It helps generate listeners. So if you uh, could take a moment to rate me, that would be fantastic. And also, uh, if you have been enjoying this podcast and you would like to help uh, caffeinate me so I can record more awesome episodes for you, uh, you can go to my Instagram at DeniseJWA. Go to the link in my profile and it'll take you to a link tree you can click on buy me a coffee and through a program you can donate money to me by buying me a coffee and that way I can stay awake and caffeinated for you. All right, so here is Pick Your Poison's poem, NQTD. Never question the decision. Not in the late night refrigerator light, Not in the hectic, cut-you-off, daily commute. Not in the midday moment to yourself. And not at the after-work happy hour, surrounded by friends saying, come on, let's have another. The beginning will be the worst. You'll be tricked and spun around until you cannot stand. The false thoughts will sneak in, disguised as truth. Just one, I'll have just one. You know it'll never stick. It's game over the second it hits your lips. I mean, what's one more? I've already given in. Never question the decision. Surrounding you, the lies bombard your conviction. Chardonnay saves the day on your living room wall and on your counter, glassware etched with its 9am somewhere, all this poison propaganda. You'll feel left out. You'll feel wrong. They'll laugh and holler as they put back beer after beer. You'll feel weak. You'll want to scream, what the fuck is the matter with me? But you were every damn thing that's right. You finally realized what you need. Strength, inside, the power over the thing that makes their happiness bleed. Never question the decision, not even when you think you're the one to succeed. So, never question the decision is a phrase that means to never question the decision to stop drinking. That gives you the opportunity to take all of the mental gymnastics and lock them away. You don't think about drinking at a certain event. You don't think about drinking on a vacation. You don't think about it tomorrow or on the weekend or after work. It's just you don't drink and that's the end of it. I actually know a lot of people who this worked for. For me, it's something that that I understood the sentiment behind it, but I had to learn it. So for me, it felt like, oh, I don't question the decision, but then a certain thing would come up. Like my friends inviting me, my work friends inviting me out for, uh, to go to this wine bar. And it's a place that I always wanted to try, you know, in my drinking days. I just, I, it looked cool. It was in sort of like my old stomping grounds. It was new wine bars. Oh man, like charcuterie. And wine, that was, oh, that's like my Achilles heel. So when my friends at work suggested going there, it was something that was really um, just part of my drinking identity. It really pulled at me. And I started to get uh, in my head about it. Like, oh, okay, well, maybe I could just have one at this thing. Maybe I could have one drink. It's just one. It's just a glass of wine. Like, you can't drink water with charcuterie. That's crazy. And they're all there. They're all going to be drinking wine. Oh. But I went, and I was like, I don't know, like a few weeks sober, maybe. Oh, it was crazy. But it was the first thing that I did sober that was a group decision, like a group outing, I mean. I went, everybody around me was drinking, I even drove one of my other co-workers who lives near me, so I wouldn't, like I had to drive, right? And I mean, that's not always a deterrent, but it helped. And I ordered sparkling water and charcuterie. And you know what? It gave me so much joy to finally do something without alcohol that I thought could not be decoupled from alcohol. It blew my mind that I could still enjoy charcuterie without having to have a deep Syrah with it. I could still enjoy duck and just enjoy duck. I love duck so much. And I didn't have to have wine with it to make it a complete experience. One of my coworkers showed up a little later, she sat beside me and she asked for my advice on wine, which traditionally would have been my favorite activity. Someone coming to me for expertise on something that I was very knowledgeable in. I love giving advice about something that I'm knowledgeable in. And when people ask for your advice, they validate you, right? They, they say, wow, you know a lot about something and I've decided to ask you over everyone else because I value your opinion and know That you have knowledge of this. It makes you feel smart. It makes you feel learned. Learned? I don't know. Uh, However, that's when the conflict begins with that. That's an identity that I no longer have. Or do I? And if I engage in it, am I engaging in old behaviors? Or am I just leaning into the knowledge that I can still use, however not use? I gave her advice. Later on, she actually apologized because she actually didn't know that I had stopped drinking. She thought that I was still drinking, and perhaps if she knew that I stopped, she wouldn't have asked me. That was really nice uh, to have that acknowledgement as well. Validated twice. <laughs> but that's the thing you can't question the decision. It'll kill you, but your brain will just do all these like monkey. Moves and, like, you'll just, oh, you'll go insane. And I did. I went insane for, for a long time in recovery. It's mind-melting. Because you're still so close to the addiction in the beginning. The beginning will be the worst. You'll be tricked and spun around. All these lies around you. That's the thing, like, art. I'm sure you're familiar with um, what I call poison propaganda. Those messages that are told to us day in and day out incessantly by everybody around you that alcohol is the cure for everything, that Chardonnay saves the day. My best friend bought me that poster. It literally sat on my living room wall. It was gold foil. It was beautiful. And I loved it. When she gave it to me, I was like, oh, this person actually really knows me. Nobody has given me something like this before. No, Everybody knows how much I like alcohol, but nobody's giving me gifts about it. And I felt seen, I felt heard, I felt validated by her gift to me, because she was like, oh, Denise really likes this, so I will give her it. And it hung on my wall. I stared at it every day. I stared at that. I also stared at a picture of uh, Ernest Hemingway, a quote that says, write drunk, edit sober. And I did have that glassware. Me and my uh, old roommate... We had a whole bunch of uh, lowball glasses. One of them did say it's 9 a.m. somewhere. What? I thought that was so cool, so awesome. 9 a.m. somewhere. It's like 5 p.m. somewhere except 9 a.m. Like, if that is not the sign of an addict, I don't know what is. And it's hilarious, right? Everybody jokes about that stuff. Like, wine is mommy's timeout juice. Um, and I don't, like, I honestly, (laughs) I'm having a hard time coming up with them right now because I just shoved them out of my brain on automatic these days because I cannot engage with it. I was really angry for a really long time about big alcohol coming at us with this information, and I still am. Um, but just for my mental sanity, I have to kind of step back sometimes and not be, like, um, full force, vigilante, alcohol justice lady. And just, um, I start getting really riled up, and I don't see other people's opinions, and I just start getting, like, really crazy, so... I just have to reel that in a little bit. I'm going to be angry from the sidelines for a little while. But it's so insane. And I didn't see it before. Before I saw uh, something that made it normal. And I'm not just saying this. Like, those little quirky, funny quips. I literally read them and thought... Oh my God, other people actually find this funny, so I can do it, and no one will bat an eye. It kept me drinking. There were so many times that I questioned my drinking, and I wanted to stop. But then I would see something like that, or one of my co- co-workers would make a joke. Uh, and I I would see it on the internet, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Pinterest is the worst for that. Oh my God. And it would tell me, it would tell me, Denise, you're fine. You don't have a problem. Everybody does this and it's hilarious. And if you do it, you're hilarious. And you are part of everyone else. You are not separate. And so when you enter into sobriety, you become separate. You are other And it feels wrong. It feels really hard. It feels like you're doing something that is crazy and not funny. Not normal. And you'll try to do the things that you always did. I did. I tried to go to bars. I tried to go to parties. And I was so uncomfortable. And everybody around me is drinking and they're having so much fun and you feel so left out they're engaging in something and it makes you feel like you failed at it you sit there and you just want to do it too and it's so easy to give into that it's so easy So that's why it's important to never question the decision. It's important to just stay strong and remember why you are no longer participating in the grand lie that is alcohol use. It is not good for you. It does not make you funnier. It does not make you calmer. It does not make you happy. It does not make you successful. It does not make people like you. It does not do anything that we have been lied to about. You don't need alcohol to fit in. The people who are still engaged in the grand alcohol lie and are still using alcohol and even though they seem to be normal and they can have one drink and not let it affect them. There is still something wrong. It may not be as blown up like it was for us, but there's still something wrong. They are still upholding the fact that alcohol is to be enjoyed, that this literal poisonous chemical that hurts our bodies and hurts our minds is something that is seductive and to be put on a pedestal. And the idea of needing an alcoholic drink after you get home from work is insane. We should not need a chemical substance to help us. We should not need a drug to help us escape from our lives. There are other ways. And when it comes to Christmas, when it comes to families and holidays, we don't need to share in wine together. Bringing wine as a gift is such a tired tradition. Let us lay it to rest. You never know what other people are going through. It should not be a housewarming gift, because us as humans, we have a really hard time decoupling the idea that when we receive a gift, uh, we have to appreciate it and use it. If someone in early recovery were to give me a bottle of wine, I would feel like I would have to drink it. Perhaps that's not how everybody feels. But for me, with my addicted brain, I would have to drink it. And that's not a fair position to be in. And I don't think it's fair to put other people in that position. We don't know what other people are going through. I really, really dislike the idea of wine as a gift or alcohol as a gift in general. So, lean into your strength, lean into your reasons why you left alcohol behind. It's hard to explain these things to people when they seem to have no problem with it, or at least explain it to yourself in your mind when they seem to have no problem with it. You have so much power. You left behind the thing that was leaching from you all of your joy all of your mental power it was leaching your identity from you because your identity was becoming alcohol centric just like mine was so many times i was put into positions where i couldn't i couldn't fully engage because what they were talking about what all the people around me were talking about and doing was the old me. And to, to engage would to be the old me. That's how I see it. That's how it makes me feel. It's so easy to slip into that, to just be like, oh, yeah, like, have you tried, like, Granville Island's winter ale? Oh, it's so good. I really miss drinking that. Oh, but then that's the words that are being thought in your head, and those are the words that are coming out of your mouth. And if that's what's happening, that's that's taking away from things that should be in your head. Like, you know what? Now I have so much more time to drink uh, Merchie's tea that I bought when I wouldn't, wasn't drinking and it was going stale in my cupboard because I was too busy drinking alcohol. Or just, you know, walking away from conversations like that. You don't need to be a part of that. I thought for so long that I needed to Uh, get through these things, to sit with the discomfort, to to sit in the bar and just, or sit at dinner or sit at a family gathering and have everybody drinking and joking and doing shots and, you know, getting crazy alcohol-centered fun shenanigans together, and it made me so uncomfortable. It made me feel like I couldn't talk to anybody because they were all talking about alcohol or drinking alcohol. It was not where I was meant to be, and I thought that I was supposed to be there, that I was supposed to sit through that and just wait until the day that it didn't hurt me anymore. Well, fuck that. I am not going to sit through shit like that anymore. I will not say yes to things that I know might be a problem for me. I will not... Go to things that make me question my decision. Unless I know that it is something really, really important. And it's not something that I just thought was important. There has to be something that's there. There has to be something that's there at an event, a gathering, a place, a situation, a time of day. That is giving you something that is more important than alcohol. If all those people are there just to drink, and there's nothing else going on that is giving you value, don't go there. There are so many times in the late night refrigerator light that I would just just stand in the kitchen and open up the door to the refrigerator and stare into it. Should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I. I don't want anything that's in there except for that beer. It's just staring at me, and I just want to hold that cold glass in my hands and pry open that lid and pop and have it tinkle onto the counter and breathe into that first set. How can a beverage hold so much power over me? How can I be trapped there in my kitchen, staring into a fridge, and the whole world is turning behind me, and I can't see it. All I can see is some stupid, amber glass bottle sitting on a shelf. And that's crazy. I don't wanna ever, ever feel like that again. Don't question the decision. Close the refrigerator. Don't think about having a drink when you get home. Don't question it. Don't go to happy hour with your co-workers after work. That's the exact wrong time to do that. Your brain is decision fatigued. You're not going to stand a chance. Do some things that re- really have value to you first. Ease yourself into stuff like that if you really want to spend time with your coworkers, it is awesome when you succeed. Oh man, is it awesome. But make sure that you do succeed. Because there will always be things like happy hour that can take you down. And you have to be so careful. And there are so many of those times that I did give in. I tried to moderate for so long in the beginning. I really did. And I thought that I didn't, I didn't want to give it up. I was so scared to live in a world without alcohol. I just, oh, how did I fail at this? You know, how did I fail at drinking? It's something that everybody does. And I'd only been doing it for like, what? Less than 10 years. I was never going to be 40 and having... Drinks with my friends while our kids played at our cabin. I would never have happy hour with, with, our, with our families and friends. Like my parents did. There are so many things that I thought that I would have as I got older. I won't have that. And I didn't want to give that up. I didn't understand that life could be better than those very narrow-minded ideas. That there was so much more, so many more big dreams that would come into my mind, come into my idea of the future that actually brought me real joy instead of just trying to repeat the past. But there were so many times when I was trying to moderate that I gave in. I would just have one. Oh, it's just one. It's just one. But the second that anyone who has an addiction takes their addictive substance of choice, it's game over the second it hits your lips. Game over. You're done. Because your inhibitions have gone, because that's what alcohol does. The addiction pathway has been triggered. There's no way. Even if I did have just one, I would have more later. I went to... uh, I think it was a birthday party uh, at this hall. And there was like Cuban dance and a party and you got free drink tickets. And so I just had one. Again, I drove that day. I just had one beer. My mom was there and she said later, she later. She was like, oh, you only had one drink. That was so amazing. I'm so proud of you. And I was like, yeah. And then I went home and got obliterated. I did it all behind closed doors. You saw me okay, posed, normal, right? My normal one drink at a party like everybody else. But I, then I went home and got shitfaced by myself. You never know what people are going through. They might look so okay. They might look so okay, because I did. Nobody knew about me. Everybody was surprised. Not everybody, because obviously some people knew, but for the most part, people were surprised. I'm young. You know, I am. I'm 27. And people were surprised. So don't assume. You're going to think, what the fuck is the matter with me? I thought that, so many times, so many times, and as we get into Christmas here, especially if this is your first Christmas sober, my first Christmas sober was hell, it was absolute nightmare, I was so emotional, I was still experiencing post-acute withdrawal syndrome, my emotions were just like up, down, up, down, I didn't get to spend it with my family because I do shift work and it was just my year to bite the bullet and not Uh, have Christmas off. I didn't express any of my needs to my boyfriend or my friends. I just assumed that everybody would know how much I was struggling, and I ended up taking it out on everyone around me because I couldn't help myself. This year I feel a lot better, so please know if you are having a tough December that you are not alone. If you're having a tough holiday season, you are not alone. If you're having if you're listening to this and it's not even Christmas anymore and you're still having a tough time, you are not alone because this shit is hard. It's really hard and not everybody does this. Not everybody enters into such a tough path. So many people just live their lives without willingly Challenging themselves on such a deep level. This is really tough work. And it's going to stay tough. And that is amazing. Because the harder the things are that we do, the better the reward. And I promise you that the wheel is always turning. That the darkness will become the light. You will be okay. And please, if you're having a tough time, don't do what I did. Talk to your loved ones. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Let them know why it's hard. Don't just expect them to know what to do. Be honest. Be open. And say no to things that are going to hurt you. And say yes to the things that are going to bring you joy. It is really easy to turn inward right now and just suffer and sit in that misery, and it's really easy to give in to the hardship of it all and use again. I'm staying sober this Christmas, and I'm gonna stay present. So this year, I can remember my presence. So please, Never question the decision with me, and let's have a wonderful time this Christmas. And I will stay sober. Please stay sober with me. I love you. Here's never question the decision. Never question the decision. Not in the late night refrigerator light, not in the hectic cut-you-off daily commute, not in the midday moment to yourself, and not at the after-work happy hour, surrounded by friends saying, come on, let's have another. The beginning will be the worst. You'll be tricked and spun around until you cannot stand. The false thoughts will sneak in, disguised as truth. Just one. I'll have just one. You know it'll never stick. It's game over the second it hits your lips. I mean, what's one more? You've already given in. Never question the decision. Surrounding you, the lies bombard your conviction. Chardonnay saves the day on your living room wall and... On your counter, glassware etched with, it's 9am somewhere, all this poison propaganda. You'll feel left out, you'll feel wrong. They'll laugh and holler as they put back beer after beer. You'll feel weak, you'll want to scream, what the fuck is the matter with me? But you are every damn thing that's right. you finally realized what you need. Strength inside, the power over the thing that makes their happiness bleed. Never question the decision. Not even when you think you're the only one to succeed.